You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. Why don't we just pray, stretch your hands towards me and let's pray, talk to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word, which is spirit and is life. I bless you for everyone here, everyone under the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, because your word, your word is true. Your word is powerful. The entrance of your word brings light. It gives understanding to the simple. Let there be transformation. Let there be revelation. Let there be impartation. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. We started a series. We call it Wealthy Mind, Wealthy Life. Wealthy Mind, Wealthy Life. You cannot keep what your mind has not been conditioned to handle. Okay? So, and that is why almost all the time, everyone that has won the lotto, in a few years, get back to where they were before they won it. Unless something is done to work on their minds. Because poverty is not only is not only a spirit, it is also a mindset. Okay? So today I want to talk about the setting of your mind. Your mind is vital. Your mind is vital. God wants your mind to stretch enough to be able to accommodate what he wants to do in and through your life. So the world has a mode. Remember Romans chapter 12 verse 2. It says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Huh? Be, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay? So, if you look at this water, this is a beautiful bottle. This is a 500 uh, milliliter container. There's nothing you can do to put one liter into this. Am I correct? You, you, you will just frustrate yourself if you try to. So, if your mind can only contain <laughs> 500 milliliters, it doesn't matter the prayer you pray. Are you getting me? It doesn't matter the fasting you fast. Just go get a bigger container. Okay? Get a bigger container and then you can have as much as that container can hold. So your mind is a container as well. Your mind is a container. 
So the reason why it is this shape, actually, is because there was a time, I mean, this is plastic, right? This is plastic, and there was a time that it was maybe, I don't know how, I don't know what the raw material looked like, maybe just tiny particles, you know? They put them, take it to the factory, and then um, a mold was created, okay? A mold was designed to assume this shape. So the engineers sat down and they designed this mold. They created this mold. And then at a particular uh, temperature, the plastic is poured into that. And I don't know, I'm not sure of the process. But it melts and then it assumes this shape. So by the time it's cool, it solidifies. And now it's like this. Okay? So, this is the same principle that Satan uses to contain us. To contain your progress. So, what he does is that he takes you through a process to condition your mind. To condition your mind. So this, the reason why this is like this, there is a setting. Do you get my point? There is a setting that is done by the engineers that no matter what you do, as long as this thing enters into that mold, it will come out like this. All right? Because it's a setting. You can't just say, oh no, I want it to be, you know, uh, a different shape. No, the mold is this shape. It is set at this shape. So it will always be this shape. As long as it goes through the same mold. Okay? So in, in Romans chapter 12 verse 2, the Bible says, do not be conformed to this world. Alright? So, conform. That, that, that word there has a, you know, it, 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 it's telling you that it's made up of two words. Alright? Form is one of them. Which is a setting. Don't allow this world to set your mind. To determine how you're going to live. To determine who you're going to become. To determine the, 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 the scope of your impact. To determine what height you can rise to. Are you getting me? And I think it's the, it's the um, Phillips, the Phillips translation. Philip says, don't allow this world to squeeze you into its mold. I don't know if you have that version. It says, don't allow this world to squeeze you into its mold. So the world has a setting and you are bigger than that setting. Okay? So 
the enemy takes you through different circumstances in life. We go through challenges. We go through all kinds of things. You know, we're in a transition, right? And we've gone through things that if we're not careful, will set our minds to say this is permanent. But it's not. Hallelujah. I don't know what you've gone through, and I don't know what you're going through in life. I don't know what you're going through now, but don't allow your circumstance to define you. You are not your situation. You're not your situation. You're not your circumstance. But you see, in life, it is, it's like um, a lot of times people tend to, to define you by your situation. You remember Elizabeth? The mother of John the Baptist. In her old age, the angel Gabriel comes to her, uh, her husband, and he tells the husband, listen, your wife is going to conceive. I know she has passed menopause, but she's going to conceive. Because the creator of menopause has sent me. Come on. The creator, her biological clock has, you know, it has broken. Yeah. But the maker of the biological clock has sent me to deliver a message. And the message is that she is about to conceive. She's going to conceive and she will give birth to a boy. And he's going to be a prophet. He will be great. But guess what? The guy struggled. Why did he struggle? His mindset. His mindset could not handle that kind of message. He's gone through certain uh, situations in life, ridiculed. In fact, when the angel, the same angel, appeared to Mary, he said to her, Elizabeth, your relative, who is called barren, has conceived. Imagine. So, people now use her situation as her identity. Elizabeth, who was called barren. So, don't allow, touch somebody, say, don't allow your situation to define you. It doesn't matter what you go through. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how low you get. It doesn't matter how high the fall was and, or how bad it was. It doesn't matter what is broken. You get my point. As a result of that fall, doesn't matter. Let that not define you. Don't let anybody to begin to call you according to your situation. It's a mindset. They're trying to set and fix your mind. They're trying to create a mold that will now serve as a boundary around you. And you are not able to go beyond that. So that's what the enemy specializes in. And that's why your mindset is vital. You need to work on your mind. 
So be it transformed by the renewing of your mind. So it takes the word of God. It takes the word of God. I've decided I'm going to be even more, more into the word of God than ever before. Amen. So every day I want to get, I want to feed on at least 10 chapters. Get into the Get it into me. Hallelujah. Just read it. Speak it. Read it silently and read it aloud. Do all of them together. Hallelujah. Anything to make your mind, to, to, to break that, that setting, you need to do that. You need to do that. So we go through things in life and then we allow those things to define us. And then, you know, your, your mind is no more elastic. It's no more elastic. It's now frozen. <laughs> Don't allow that. Break that mold. Amen? If you want to go from poverty to wealth, you need to work on your mind. I'm telling you. There's no sangoma anywhere that can help you. Haven't you noticed the sangomas can't help themselves? Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's amazing. You see them, you know, they, they are being consulted by people who are even better than them. So if this thing works for you, if it really works, why doesn't it work for you? You see them there. So most of them are so wretched. And yet they want to they want to promise you a bright future. Come on, guys. Use your brain. It doesn't work like that. Start looking for a portion that you drink. And then all of a sudden, it transformed your life. Some, sometimes, Christians, the problem with us is this. You just want someone to come and anoint you. Right? Just anoint you and then transform your life. And that's why you find that many people, you keep casting the same demon out of them. Why? The mind is still the same. So even if the demon goes out and the mind remains the same, guess what? He's coming back home. <laughs> the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, let's look at Proverbs chapter Chapter 11. Verse 9, it says, The hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor. Huh? But come on, let's read the next part. But what? Through knowledge, the righteous will be delivered. Hello? It's not through Sangoma. Through what? Through knowledge, the righteous 
will be delivered. So many times we pray for people, we minister to people, the anointing comes and does a work in them. But there is no knowledge that is taken in so that they can keep their freedom. So that's why there's a lot of drama, you know. And I used to ask myself, how can you, okay, fine, every week they are casting out the demon from the same people. Is that, is that, not, a, is that not to tell you there's something wrong? Huh? You go there this week, the demon comes out. Hey, even drama, you know, tell stories about, you know, what he has been doing and all of that. Okay, fine. Next week, the same, the same person with the same demon. Or maybe some others. Yeah. Because Jesus said, if the demon goes out, you know, if you cast him out, he'll go. Then he'll come back. Look, is that place fine? Hmm? It looks clean. No word. No spirit, just clean. He says he's going to bring seven more powerful, more wicked spirits. And then it will be worse. Better to have left the, the demon that was there before than to have casted it out and not put the word into that person. That's why you see discipleship is so important. Because we lead, if you lead somebody to Christ and then leave the person hanging, there's no word. The devil comes with a vengeance. So, through knowledge, righteous shall be delivered. And this deliverance is all kinds of deliverance. To be delivered from poverty... The righteous needs knowledge. To be delivered from, uh, from demons, the righteous needs knowledge. To be delivered from failure, the righteous needs knowledge. Are you getting my point? Yeah. To be, to be delivered from uh, relational dysfunction, the righteous needs knowledge. To be delivered from ancestral Sins. That's why you need Victory Weekend. Victory Weekend, you get loaded with a lot of knowledge. Yeah, that's what we do. We're not just there saying, come out, come out, come out, come out. Hey, when did you come? Um, huh? What is your mission? Tell me your mission in this life. Who sent you? We're not interested in all of that. We're not interested in all of that. Just put enough knowledge. So it's a principle of displacement. Are you getting me? So when you bring knowledge, it just displaces every other thing. And you get it out. So many people are looking for where if we make an announcement now and we say, next week in church, everybody that comes here will receive uh, 5,000 rands. Oh, my God. 
we're going to have problems. We're going to have problems because, you know, there will be no space. And if we say, those that don't have seats will not receive. Oh my God. There's going to be war. There's going to be war. Because people will forget that they are Christians. Even those that don't need the 5,000. They say, I need it. Just because it's 5,000. Right? But the point is that when you receive the 5,000, if you don't have knowledge, in a few days, <laughs> you are back to where you were before. Am I getting, are you getting me? Yes. So, your mindset is vital. Like I said last week, you cannot go to where your mind has not been. That was the problem that the ten spies had in Numbers 13. Moses sent them to go and spy the land with Caleb and Joshua. And these guys went there. They saw giants. They saw the fruit. They saw the land. It's beautiful. And they even confirmed the land is truly flowing with milk and honey. And they brought the fruit, the grapes, to confirm that there's no land like this. Imagine carrying a cluster of grapes on a pole. That's how serious it was. Have you ever seen that kind of grapes? You have two people. And they put the grapes. <laughs> they have a pole. One in front, one behind. And they, have, they, put, they put the cluster, one cluster of grapes. Just to hold it. Now you're eating grapes. You think, you think you're enjoying it. Those guys had the proper stuff. So, but what happened? They come back and they, says they, are, they say they are giants in the land. In fact, they said the land, it's its inhabitants. Let's look at, <laughs> let's look at <laughs> Numbers <laughs> chapter 13. I don't know. It, it's its inhabitants and yet there are people there. Huh? The people are still, still there. How come the people are not finished? Huh? Say mindset. You see, mindset. It matters very much. They could not handle what they were seeing. They just couldn't enter into that promised land. The mind could not get, could not cross. So sometimes we've gone through a lot of maybe suffering. You've gone through, okay, we've gone through apartheid. We've come out of apartheid. But your mind is still in apartheid. So you can't proceed. You can't go further. So change your mindset. Let your mind get into the land of promise. Don't stay in Egypt. 
Amen? Yeah, because Egypt is a place of slavery. The people came and uh, look at Numbers 13 and I'll read verse Twenty-six. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. And they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey. And this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land. You see, the problem was that nevertheless. They should have just put a full stop there. Huh? Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified. Of course, the people have to be strong. Who do you think will cultivate those kind of grapes? The giants are necessary. Are you getting me? Yeah, the giants are necessary. Why? Because they have to, they have to produce this kind of crop. They have to till this ground. They have to work this land for you. So it's okay to have giants working for you. He said, moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land in the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell on the mountains. The Canaanites dwell by the sea uh, along the banks of Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. Same mindset. They saw the same thing. So your mind is what interprets what you see. Okay? Your mind is what interprets what you see. Somebody is looking at opportunity. You are looking at a problem. It's like David and Goliath. Remember? The whole of Israel were just for a whole month. Goliath, every day, he would be cursing the children of God. Cursing the whole nation of Israel. And even Saul, the anointed, could not do anything. David, a young lad, a teenager, comes on the scene. And he hears what this guy is saying. What these people have been hearing all along. He hears it. And he says, what's going to happen to the one who sorts out this problem? Who takes this guy out? I said, oh, the, the king has been increasing the benefits since. I said, now, this is where it is. Tax-free for you and your entire family. Imagine, SARS. They say, no more tax. For you and your family. Then, to crown it all, the king has even added his daughter. <laughs> You will become a son-in-law to the king. Oh my goodness. David said, I'll sort it out. I, I think I can handle that. Same mindset. 
the same giant. It's not as if the giant reduced in size. But it's the mind. It's the setting of the mind. So the setting of the entire nation was that of defeated people so they could not take the giant out. So if you are going to take the giant of poverty, you need a kind of mindset. Hallelujah. There's a kind of mindset you need. And stop blaming people. You can, you, can, you can blame somebody for your past, but you can't blame anybody for your future. Do you get my point? Something happened to you before. That's history. That's gone. But as for tomorrow, it's what you do with today. Okay? So, touch your neighbor. Say, don't blame anybody. You have what it takes to become who God has called you to be. You have what it takes to achieve what God wants you to achieve. Yeah. You have, the, you have what it takes to take any Goliath. Don't be intimidated by the size of any giant. Huh? There are some giants, they used to tell us they are too big to fall. You remember those? Some of those uh, institutions. Oh, too big to fall. Too big to fail. And what happened? They failed. Huh? Remember Enron? Oh, no, it's too big. It's, it's, it's. No, 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 no. It's not possible. Not, at, not with this kind of size. It's just a Goliath. You can bring it down. <laughs> but you can't just bring it down with ignorance. You see, so some people are zealous, but they are ignorant. So ignorant zeal does not achieve the victory. So they go in their ignorance, and they're trying to attack Goliath. David used the skill that he had. First of all, he knew his covenant. He knew the God that he served. Hallelujah. And he was bold about it. And then he had the ability to throw a sling. He, he mastered that. Glory to God. He mastered that. So, if you don't master something, and you just go, Sheila, brother, Katiko, Stekelebos. Master something. And place it into God's hands. Amen? And God will do wonders with whatever it is you place into his hands. Because David had a sling. Moses had a, a staff. Peter had a boat. Come on. Samson had the jawbone of an ass. What do you have? The widow had a little bit of oil and flour. You see, God 
has a way of using the little you have. You just need your mind to open. Are you getting my point? Yeah. God will use what you have. But your mind must not restrict him. They limited the Holy One of Israel. And God was upset with them. The whole nation. Because of these ten spies. They were not allowed to get in. God says, okay. Because you said this. If you read up to chapter, chapter 14 of Numbers. God says, this thing you said to my hearing. It shall be according to your word. You will not enter the land. God swore. He wanted to kill them. Moses interceded for them. Because of the intercession of Moses, God said, okay, fine. They'll be in the wilderness for 40 years until they all die. Moses, you should have just left them. Huh? <laughs> but the heart of a shepherd. Hallelujah. So, look at Let's see, verse uh, chapter 13 of Numbers. After Caleb quieted the people, because the people were now upset. They were now crying. It's like, Moses, you and God, you remember you brought us here. We didn't ask to be delivered. We were serving Pharaoh. And you are the one that came to tell us that God said, did we ask you? Did we did we ask you to deliver us? You and God have conspired to kill us. It's a mindset. Sometimes I am amazed at after I preach a particular message at how some people will interpret what I say. So when I heard it, I'm like, what? It's like, but that's not what I said. Or that's not what that's not that's not the meaning of that. It's like one, one sister, I'll never forget, this one stood out for me. Because I preach this message, you have tarried long enough on this mountain. You know? And after some weeks, she comes to me, she says, Pastor, you know, according to that word, I'm moving now. I'm going to Limpopo. I've tarried, <laughs> I've tarried long enough on this mountain, just like you said. I said, What? I didn't say you should go to Limpopo. If you are going to move to Limpopo, move. Don't say it's because I said that. Yeah, that's... Don't say because I said you've tarried long enough. Huh? Mount Zion, you can't, you can't tarry too long at Mount Zion. The innumerable company of angels... Huh? You, you, you can't say I've tarried long enough. So it's not that kind of mountain. The mountain God was referring to was not Zion. It's Mount Sinai. God's plan was for them to go to Zion. Which was in the promised land. So you get to Zion, you can't say I've tarried long enough. You see? But say Mindset. It's amazing. Glory to God. So, 
Verse 31, they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. All the people that we saw in it. That's amazing. For David, Goliath was too big a target to miss. But to the rest, it's like, no, this, this, this giant is too much for us. It's a mindset. So every challenge should be seen as an opportunity for you to explore or to use and to prove that you serve a living God. Hallelujah. Every setback must be seen as an opportunity for you to bounce back even better. That's how it should be. So, most poor people don't work on their minds. They don't read. They don't, they don't, they don't absorb information that will help them to move from where they are. They love to be entertained. They love entertainment and recreation, which are not bad. But you can't live on... Listen, if you spend all your day watching TV, guess what? It's the people you are watching that are being paid. The ratings are going up and they are being paid. You don't get paid for watching. You pay for watching. You pay electricity. You pay TV license. Come on. You pay DSTV if you have that. Or if it's internet, you are paying for data. And you are just watching. Ah, yeah. huh? Oh, Rihanna, Rihanna, Rihanna. <laughs> huh? And you and, and, and then you don't get any benefit from it. Then you want to come from there to walk into abundance. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Touch your neighbor and say, it doesn't work like that. Huh? I'm sorry to tell you, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. You need, you need to be delivered. By knowledge, the righteous are delivered. So if you want to be delivered, if you find yourself in a hole, don't, don't have a pity party. That's the problem. We like to pity ourselves too much. You, have, you find yourself in a hole, in a cage, whatever. Guess what? That's the time to now come up with a technology. You know, have you heard that necessity is the mother of invention? Okay. So that's the time to allow your mind to begin to move. God, give me ideas. Open my mind. I, this is what your word says. If Joseph, who was going to become a prime minister of Egypt, if he had a pity party in that pit, depression would have killed him. You get my point? Yeah, it would have killed him. 
Because the devil will just be waiting, waiting. Okay. That spirit of depression will be waiting for the opportunity. Let me get in now. And then, nobody knows the trouble I have seen. Nobody knows my sorrow. Some of you don't know that song. You can see it on your faces. Don't waste your challenges. Did you hear me? You need to have a mind that is so charged up. So charged up. And you're facing this challenge. You just, this is an opportunity. God says he will not allow you to be tempted more than you can bear. He will, with the same temptation, make a way of escape. You are the one that is not seeing it. It doesn't mean, the fact that you're not seeing the way of escape does not mean that there's no way of escape. It's just that you cannot see it. And the reason you cannot see it is the setting of your mind. So, what do you need to do? You know, you, in, in the midst of that, begin to worship God. You remember Paul and Silas? Right there in jail. Oh my God. <laughs> they were singing. You are Alpha and Omega. We worship you, my Lord. You are worthy to be praised. Right there, we chains. We chains. The great apostle. Huh? If some of us will be offended, God, is this how is this is this how you pay me for all the sacrifice? I've been faithful, I've done this, I've done this, and this is what I get. It's your mindset. Mindset. Even if you find yourself in jail. Imagine if they just wake up now. God forbid. But they just pass a law. No more preaching in this country. What are you going to do? You think we'll stop preaching? We will preach and go to jail. Hallelujah. And then start a prison church. Hallelujah. At least if you are in jail and you are preaching in jail, you can't be jailed when you are in jail. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. There are certain things we've gone through just because we want to obey God. We suffer. The righteous will suffer. That's part of it. But there's a mindset. I call this the overcomer's complex. Hallelujah. When you have the overcomer's complex, it doesn't matter what you, have, you go through. You just, you just bounce back. Oof. Hallelujah. Satan hits you. you. You go like that. You come back again. No pity party. You just sing. That's a good time to compose songs. Many of the Psalms were written while David was running for his life. <sighs> Did you realize that? When Saul was chasing him from one cave to the other, then he's busy composing songs. Say it's a mindset. I'm telling you, it's a mindset. In the midst of the jungle, he is composing songs. 
Now we're reading them. No, in the comfort of our homes. Look at the comfortable chairs you are sitting on. Hallelujah. David didn't have this kind of chair. But guess what? He sang songs. He wrote songs. It's a mindset. That's true wealth. That's a wealthy mind. A wealthy mind doesn't matter what he goes through, what the person goes through. You can never impoverish a wealthy mind. Try it. I remember listening to this man of God years ago. He's gone to be with the Lord. He used to be a multi-millionaire in America. And this guy was a preacher. had a ministry and all of that. But was also a businessman. So what, what he... He started off as a waiter in a, in a hotel. Okay? He started off as a waiter, and then after he got promoted to the kitchen, you know, and, and, uh, and then while he was there, he was always faithful, always getting there early. He would get there before everyone, you know, he was very diligent. And he used to tell his colleagues, one day I'm going to own this hotel. Imagine a waiter telling you, huh? a waiter at uh, Michelangelo telling you, one day I'm going to own this hotel. Now, what would you say about him? Huh? You say, my friend, be realistic. Huh? I, don't, I, I don't want to say what you will say, but I know what you will say. All right? But this guy, he just kept telling them that. Why? He was a waiter, but his mindset was the, the mindset of an owner. So there are some people, they are never faithful with what belongs to another person. When somebody gives you something, that's why I don't give my books to some people. Don't come and ask me for a book. Because many people, I give them my book, when it comes back, it looks like another book. And I'm like, what happened? Why can't you just take care of this thing? Be faithful with my book. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, because it's not yours, it doesn't mean you should just mess it up. Your book comes back, oil has poured on it, the person was eating, and the book was open, and he spilled coffee on your book. Oh, I'm so sorry. Go buy another one. Don't, don't sorry me. Don't, don't, don't come and tell me sorry. Go get me a brand new one and keep that one. Since you enjoy reading books that have coffee on it. Yeah. So, but this man was faithful. He was diligent all the time. His mindset was not the mindset of a waiter. And guess what? You know, with time, what happened is this. As time went on, they started promoting him. And he became a manager. He became a manager. While he was a manager, some things went on in the group. And then the board called him. They said, look, 
We are thinking of selling this hotel. Are you interested? <laughs> the guy said, yeah, 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 sure. Say so it's a mindset. If it's some of us, you say, where will I get money to buy Michelangelo? You see, it's, it's, poverty is a mindset. It's, it's the way you think. So this guy, he says, oh yeah, sure. I'm interested. He goes to his bank manager. He says, <laughs> bank? <laughs> I don't know the man's name, but you know, let's say the bank manager's name is Harry. Harry? It's a fantastic opportunity. I'm going to make so much money for your bank. Look at this hotel. I am the manager. I know how much it makes. And I can even make it more profitable if you will give me money to buy it. That's what bank manager said. Cool. That's how he, that's how he became the owner. Now, the people that were laughing at him, he became their employer. Oh, it sounds sweet. It sounds like music to my ears. Hallelujah. Amen. Say, so it's a mindset. It's a mindset. It's a mindset. Yeah. So, when we say we're going to take Midrand, it's a mindset. Every household in Midran, it's a mindset. 10% of Midran, it's a mindset. Huh? Some people say, <laughs> look at them. <laughs> you better wake up and smell the coffee. It's the wrong coffee you are smelling. The right coffee is in certain circles. And that's where we are. Hallelujah. Amen. So, if you are struggling in any area, I have news for you. Through knowledge, the righteous is delivered. There's something that needs, you need to feed your mind with. Hallelujah. There is a revelation that you need. There is... We are in an information age, but at the same time, we have superior advantage because we have the Holy Spirit of God. You just need to go lock yourself in somewhere and pray, God, this is not right. What's happening? Talk to me. Talk to me. He will talk to you. Instead of looking for someone that will, you know, you will buy one oil called Lion of Judah that will... You know, that will now take away your. There is no oil that will compensate for your ignorance. Are you getting my point? Yeah. There is no concoction, there is no pill you take that will compensate for your lack of knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. So if you want to get out of poverty, say knowledge. knowledge. Because you move from po poverty to riches. Okay? But that's not the place. You need to move from riches to wealth. Hallelujah. And there is 
how that happens. So knowledge takes you from poverty to riches. But wisdom takes you from riches to wealth. Glory to God. Yeah. Through the true knowledge, the righteous is delivered. If you are, if you are, if you are, if you are struggling in your health, there is some knowledge you need. There is a body of knowledge you need. Yeah? That's why the doctor will tell you, don't do this, don't take this, change your lifestyle, start living like this. Oh, but we've always lived like that. That's why. That's why you are experiencing what you are experiencing. Every day you want to drink tea, you are drinking sugar that has water. Huh? You get my point? Ten spoons of sugar in a cup of tea. How do you do that? It's a cup of sugar. It's not tea, it's sugar. It's flavored sugar. Yeah. So anything you do, you take too much of it. They say you must do in moderation. Adjust it. They say, okay, you need to start doing some exercise. No, no, no. You know, yeah, I walk, you know, I walk up and down the stairs in my office all the time. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. There's a kind of mindset you need to have even for the exercise to work. So you might be walking, walking, and your mind is, is not healthy. You, you, there's no way you will experience health. You need a healthy mindset. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Your mind must be whole. Your mind must be healthy. Your mind must think good thoughts. If you are going to have good relationships, you need good thoughts. There are some kind of thoughts you need to have to keep a marriage. There's a kind of thought you need to have to keep friends. There's a kind of thought you need to have to, to be faithful. There's a kind of thought you need to have to be responsible. It's a way of thinking. Everything can be traced back to the mind. The Bible is so accurate. As a man thinketh, so is he. There is no accidental poverty. That same man that I told you about, you know, I mean, he got so blessed. Giving out, building churches for, 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 for ministries. Giving out vehicles, giving out planes, just blessing them like that. You know, the guy said, he said, if you take away everything I have now, I know exactly how to get back to where I am. Why? It's here. Because you can take the, 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 the material, but you cannot take the brain. You cannot take the mind. So if you take everything, take his house, take, you know, take all, freeze his accounts, everything. He says, it's just a matter of time. I'll, I know exactly how to get back to where I am. You see, that should tell you someone that has gone through a process. 
it didn't, it didn't, it didn't just land. You know, you can inherit things, but I'm telling you, your true value, you can't inherit it. You can't. You have a rich uncle that wills everything to you. Huh? Your true value is not that thing. A man's life does not have consist of the abundance of the things which he possesses. In other words, his true value is not his bank account. It's inside here. So, work on your mind. Amen? Amen. Nobody has a right. That's why you see the devil likes the media so much. He hijacked the media and he's slowly brainwashing the nation. Things that the Bible said an abomination are now becoming okay. What's happening? It's a mind. He's working on the mind of the nation. He's working on the psyche of the nation. So by the time in the next 10 years, unless something is done, that's why we're taking media serious. Because one of the names of Satan is the prince of the power of the air. Whoever controls the air controls the mind. You see? So, that's why. You're driving in your car, you put on your radio. I don't know what station you listen to. You put it on, they're talking. Haven't you noticed that they they never stop talking? Whether it makes sense or not, they just keep talking. They're just talking. And you are listening and it's like, this person is is just trying to, you know, Keep to stay on air. It's not because what he's saying is of value. Why? Because there are certain agendas that are being fed. There was a time you were told that you were inferior. The media was used. Education was used. You know? And you were told you are inferior. You cannot do this. You are not good enough for this. It, it's, it was a mind. And now all of a sudden you now realize, oh, so I can do this. You go to class with the same people who are supposed to be superior, and you do better than them. Say, what happened here? Say, it's a mind. It's in the mind. So the devil has lied to many of us for so long. And now God is saying, step out, let's walk. And you are saying, no, but I've never been this way before. That's right, but I have been. Follow me. Nobody in my family has done this before. You be the first. Glory to God. You be the first. And God is going to bless you for that. Glory to God. My time is gone. Why don't we talk to the Lord? Oh my God. Your mind, your mind. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just, just, just ask the Lord. Just, you may stand on, let's stand on our feet. Come on. Just talk to the Lord. Tell him. I dedicate my mind to you. I want you to dedicate your mind to the Lord. Yes. The mind of Christ. That's why God took time to give you the mind of Christ. Why would he, why would he give you the mind of Christ? 
Tell him, Lord, Lord. There's that song we used to sing. My mind, my soul, it all belongs to you. Just tell the Lord right now. Tell him, Lord, I dedicate my mind to you. I dedicate, I yield it to you. I give it to you. The Bible says you must give your members to God. Yield your members as instruments of righteousness. Satan wants to put garbage in your mind so that he can enslave you. So that he can keep you in slavery. Don't allow that. Don't allow that. Your mind is a gift from God. There is no restriction. There is no restriction. You can reach beyond the skies. You can reach beyond the skies. You can achieve that which nobody has achieved. Lord my God, expand our minds. Stretch our minds. Empower our minds. Breathe upon our minds. Renew our minds. Renew our minds. Lord my God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Now say this after me. Heavenly Father, I yield my mind unto you as an instrument for righteousness and for kingdom advancement. Use my mind to achieve the unimaginable. Use my mind to achieve the supernatural. Use my mind to achieve the extraordinary. I yield my mind to you. I break every restriction. I break every setting. I break every mold that has limited me. Limited my capacity to believe. Everything that has limited my capacity to trust you. Let it be broken right now. In the name of Jesus, I have the mind of Christ. If Christ is not limited, as he is, so am I. From now on, I break every limitation. I defy limitations. I was born for greatness. I receive fresh ideas fresh capacity new capacity to increase to be fruitful to multiply in every area thank you father I receive right now 
in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your work. Thank you for your word. Cleansing me. Freeing me from every mindset that was imposed by my situation, by my circumstances, by my background, by my orientation. I break free in the name of Jesus. I announce my freedom from every illegal restriction in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.